Today is the 8th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is wonderful to be coming to you from the land of the Bible. As we are here in Israel for our annual pilgrimage... And uh, so we were able to have dinner last night and get together and get oriented. And so today will be our first day out and about. We'll talk about that in a little while. We have all gathered around the global campfire to take the next step forward in the scriptures. And so let's dive in. And diving in leads us back into the book of Exodus. We are around Mount Sinai. And God is issuing to Moses the laws and statutes that will organize this uh, people who were formerly slaves into a cohesive people of God with a mission and a land of promise out in front of them. Exodus chapter 28. Bring Aaron, your brother, near to you from among the people of Israel and his sons with him, so that he may minister to me in the priest's office. Bring Aaron and Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. You shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, to give him honor and splendor. Speak to all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with this spirit of wisdom, so that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, so that he may minister to me in the priest's office. These are the garments which they shall make, a chest pouch, a special vest, a robe, a specially woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. They shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and for his sons, so that he may minister to me in the priest's office. The craftsmen shall use the gold and the blue, purple and scarlet material and the fine linen. They shall make the special vest of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet material and of fine woven linen, the work of a skillful craftsman. It is to have two shoulder straps, one on each side so that the vest can be fastened together. The decorated band which is attached to the vest, is to be just like it, made of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet material and of fine woven linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave the names of the sons of Israel on them, six of their names on one stone and the names of the other six on the other stone, in the order of their birth. Engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel, in the same way that a gem cutter engraves a seal. Mount them in settings of gold. Put the two stones on the shoulder straps of the vest to be memorial stones for the people of Israel. Aaron shall bear their names on his two shoulders as a memorial before the Lord. Make settings of gold and two chains of pure gold Make them like braided cords and attach the braided chains to the settings. You shall make a chest pouch to be used for making decisions. 
the work of a skillful craftsman. You shall make it with the same workmanship as the vest. Make it from gold and from blue, purple, and scarlet material and from fine woven linen. It is to be square when it is folded, nine inches by nine inches. You shall arrange settings for precious stones on it, four rows of stones. The first row is to be carnelian, diamond, and jacinth. The second row, agate, sapphire, and emerald. The third row, beryl, jasper, and ruby. And the fourth row, topaz, onyx, and turquoise. They are to be mounted in gold settings. There are to be twelve stones corresponding to the names of the sons of Israel. Each one shall be like an engraved seal, each with the name of one of the twelve tribes. You shall make braided chains of pure gold as cords for the pouch. Make two gold rings for the pouch and attach the two rings to the top corners of the pouch. Put the two braided chains of gold into the two rings at the top corners of the pouch. Attach the other ends of the two braided chains to the two settings and then attach them to the shoulder straps on the front of the vest. Make two rings of gold and put them on the two lower corners of the pouch on its inside edge, which is toward the vest. Make two more gold rings and attach them to the two shoulder straps of the vest in front, close to the bottom, where it is joined to the band of the vest. Tie the rings on the pouch to the rings on the vest with a blue cord, so that the pouch is right next to the band of the vest, so that the pouch does not swing out from the vest. Whenever he goes into the holy place, Aaron shall wear the pouch for making decisions, which bears the names of the sons of Israel over his heart, as a constant memorial before the Lord. You shall put the Urim and the Thummim into the pouch for making decisions, and they shall be over Aaron's heart whenever he goes before the Lord. Aaron shall bear the means of making decisions for the people of Israel on his heart before the Lord continually. You shall make the robe that is to be worn under the vest. It is to be all blue. It is to have an opening in the middle of the top of it for the head. It is to have a woven binding around the opening like the opening of a collar to prevent it from tearing. To be placed around its hem, you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet material. Alternate them with gold bells. A gold bell, then a pomegranate. A gold bell, then a pomegranate. All around the hem of the robe. The robe shall be on Aaron when he ministers, and its sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out so that he will not die. You shall make a medallion of pure gold and engrave on it, like the engravings on a seal, holy to the Lord. You shall attach it to a blue cord to fasten it to the turban. It is to be placed on the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron will bear any guilt in regard to the holy things 
which the people of Israel consecrate as their holy gifts. The medallion shall always be on his forehead, so that the offerings may be accepted in the presence of the Lord. You shall weave the tunic of fine linen, and you shall make a turban of fine linen, and you shall make a sash, the work of an embroiderer. You shall make tunics for Aaron's sons, and you shall make sashes for them, and you shall make small pointed turbans for them to give them honor and splendor. Put them on your brother Aaron and on his sons along with him. Anoint them and ordain them for their work and consecrate them so that they may minister to me in the priest's office. Make linen pants for them to cover their naked flesh. The pants shall reach from the waist to the thighs They are to be worn by Aaron and his sons whenever they go into the tent of meeting or whenever they come near the altar to minister in the holy place so that they do not incur guilt and die. This shall be a permanent regulation for him and for his descendants after him. Matthew 25, 31 through 26, 13. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in His presence and He will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was lacking clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or lacking clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, Amen. I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Lacking clothes, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not take care of me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or lacking clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not serve you. At that time he will answer them, Amen. I tell you, 
just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days it will be the Passover, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. They plotted together how to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the festival, or else there might be a riot among the people. When Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman approached him holding an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. But when his disciples saw this, they were upset and said, Why this waste? This perfume could have been sold for a lot of money and given to the poor. Jesus was aware of this and said to them, Why are you causing trouble for this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. You are always going to have the poor with you, but you are not always going to have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Amen. I tell you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Psalm 31, 9 through 18. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eye grows weak with sorrow, my soul and my body too. Yes, my life is consumed by grief and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my guilt and my bones grow weak. Because of all my foes, I am a disgrace, especially to my neighbors. I am dreaded by those who know me. Those who see me on the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like a dead man, gone from memory. I have become like a broken pot. Yes, I hear the slander of many. There is terror on every side. When they conspire together against me, they plot to take my life. But I, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. Many times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your mercy. Do not allow me to be put to shame, O Lord, because I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be silent in the grave. Let lying lips be silenced. Those who speak against the righteous impudently with pride and contempt.
Proverbs 8, 12, and 13. I, wisdom, dwell with good judgment. I discover knowledge and foresight. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I hate haughtiness, arrogance, an evil way, and a perverse mouth. All right, so in the book of Proverbs today, wisdom is speaking, and she began speaking yesterday with the eighth chapter of Proverbs, and she'll continue speaking as we continue to navigate forward tomorrow. And I say she because she is identified in the feminine voice, but she is identifying herself as the voice of wisdom. And so she began the chapter by saying, Do you hear wisdom calling out? We could, we could pause there and let that be the question of the day. Do you hear wisdom calling out? Do you hear understanding raising her voice? And what she goes on to explain is that she is at the crossroads. She is at the place of decision. And we face these crossroads constantly in our lives. We are constantly making decisions about the trajectory or the direction that we are going to go in. What we discover here is that wisdom is there at that, at that junction at that crossroads, wisdom is there crying out, like raising the banner. This is the way. Listen to me. Go this way. And she tells us, all the words from my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. All of them are clear to those who have understanding, and they are upright to those who find knowledge. Accept my discipline. Accept the discipline of wisdom instead of silver. Accept knowledge rather than gold. Because wisdom is better than gems. And anything you can desire cannot equal her. And then we turn into today's couple of verses that we have from Proverbs. I, wisdom, dwell with good judgment. I discover knowledge and foresight. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What we discover here, well, a couple of things that we discover here. Number one, if wisdom is the most valuable thing that we can attain, then we ought to pay attention to it and we ought to do whatever we can to attain it. If it's the most valuable thing that there is. So first of all, It has to be a category. It can't be this like nebulous concept that boils down to our experiences and what we've learned and what we know because we don't know all that we think we know. And life has a way of teaching us that lesson on a regular basis. But walking in wisdom is walking the ancient paths that God has revealed. Which leads us to the second point. 
Wisdom is available. She's not hiding. In fact, it's like she's got a giant sign at the crossroads. She's shouting out, listen to me. Wisdom is available to us. So wisdom is the most desirable thing that we can attain because wisdom will lead us to everything else that we desire and will also teach us what proper desire is. And I'm not saying desire in like a sexual or attraction kind of term, like what we want, what we're after, what our hearts pull us toward. Wisdom will warn us we're being pulled in a wrong direction. This will end in destruction. So wisdom needs to be a category in our lives, something that we are actively pursuing. But wisdom isn't hidden. Wisdom is in plain sight for those looking for her. And on just a practical plane, just trying to look for something that we go, okay, could we flesh this out a little bit? What does this look like? Because I'm going to make this the category and I'm going to pursue this. Like, where do I begin? The scriptures tell us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we were told today that those who fear the Lord hate evil. But looking back into the eighth chapter of Proverbs, I quote from wisdom, listen, because I am speaking noble thoughts. So noble thoughts. I open my lips to speak upright things. Wisdom speaks upright things. If we are walking in wisdom, we do the same. She says, for my mouth declares the truth, but wickedness is disgusting to my lips. All the words from my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. Just looking at those like little handful of things gives us a jumping off point. Do we look like those things? Is this how we are navigating our days? We're still here pretty close to the beginning of the year. Like we're moved in and we're sailing along and we've We've come all the way to Israel and we're going through this pilgrimage, but we're still kind of here in the beginning part of the year and making wisdom a primary category, something that we are really, truly seeking to understand and live and walk in will change the way we live this year, which will change the way we live our lives. And so, Father, we invite you into this. Lead us on the paths of wisdom. Holy Spirit, come and show us how to not just blow through every crossroads because life is too busy for us. That we may realize we are reaching a point of decision and seek wisdom in the decision instead of just blowing by through all of the yield signs and danger warnings. Help us to reduce the speed limit of our lives. Help us to slow down and incorporate wisdom as a category 
knowing that slowing down so that we can seek wisdom will only be helping us speed up. Come Holy Spirit into all of this we pray. In the name of Jesus we ask. Amen. Okay, so uh, we are off. Today will be our first official day of touring around the land of the Bible. We will be heading southward today. Southeast a bit, I guess. Leaving the Mediterranean coast. And then we will be heading into the wilderness. And uh, we will be touring around and experiencing for ourselves this biblical wilderness. And uh, we'll end our day today at another body of water. So we're leaving the Mediterranean Sea. And tonight we will be on the Red Sea. But I can't tell you about it because it hasn't happened yet. We did uh, have our uh, welcome dinner last night. Kind of everybody gathering and getting to get oriented, talking through the jet lag, talking through the process of travel and just getting to know each other a little bit. And it, man, when the Daily Audio Bible community gets together, it's such an interesting thing. I have seen it over years and years and years. You walk into a place, like you can walk into a place by yourself and you don't know anybody, but you're here because everybody's, going through the Bible together or whatever. And, but just a few minutes, just within a few minutes, it's like everybody's old friends because we're taking this journey together. And so that was what was experienced last night. Just, it's almost like a little family reunion. Uh, kind of something. It's like a reunion. It just feels like it's so nice to be actually physically in each other's presence. We're together every day, but it's so nice to actually be here together. And so we, we're getting ourselves acclimated. Jet lag has a way of being a difficulty. It's, a, it's definitely a challenge for me. It takes several days uh, for me to really kind of feel like right side right. And, but it's st we're still all on adrenaline and it's just so exciting. And so that kind of pumps us full and keeps us going. But we are off, and thank you for your prayers, the prayers of the community over our travel, over our stays, over all of the things that we will see and experience, over all the things that we will hear and learn, and uh, to bring us back to our homes with hearts full and overflowing so that it spills out into our communities where we live. Thank you for your prayers over that. And we will be uh, posting pictures along the way throughout each and every day. And depending on where you are in the world, <laughs> that depends on where they will show up. So some of this stuff will be posted, like if you're back in the United States, we'll be posting stuff in the middle of the night because it'll be the middle of the day for us. And... So uh, like going to the, like following Daily Audio Bible on Facebook or following Daily Audio Bible on Instagram or whatever, so that these things can just show up in your feed, that might be helpful, but you 
may just have to go to like the Daily Audio Bible Facebook page. If they're not showing up in your feed, they'll be there. We will post as things are happening. And then this Saturday, the 11th of February, a few days from now, we will gather together as a community and do a Facebook Live and uh, just kind of let everybody who's on the trip, all the families, kind of be able to see everybody and the entire Daily Audio Bible community being able to come together and see everybody, hear the different stories from the experiences that we have had or that we are having. And that will be taking place at about 7.30 p.m. And that will be local time. And we're a global community here, so we're in all the different time zones so you might have to like Google the time in Tel Aviv and then figure out the time where you are and figure out the time difference, but we'll be going live on Facebook and that is always fun. That is always so fun. We feel connected back to the community, feel back connected back to home and are able to just share a little bit about what we're experiencing. And so looking forward to that. Put that on your calendar. You'll be able to participate in the trip, whether you're here or whether you're virtual. We're doing everything that we can to make this a community experience as we move through the land of the Bible. And so thank you for your prayers over us. We certainly do love you. And that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. I just want to say thank you for this daily audio Bible community. I love hearing the Bible every morning and every night before I go to bed. Um, I had one of my sisters, Healing Warriors, um, send me this app and I just love it. I just want to send out a prayer to all my Healing Warriors, LV, Bree, Erica, Jess, and Belle. I just want to let them know that I hope God blesses them. They are on their journey, and they are amazing women, and they just love God, and they bless God every day for everything that they've done in their lives and their journey. I also want to have a prayer for my mom, who is her birthday will be February the 9th, and God called her home on August the 5th, and it's been really, really hard. But I know that God has her. She was so spiritual. She always said that God was her boyfriend. He came first, and then the rest of us came after that. But her birthday's coming up, and I just... It's been hard. It's been hard losing the one person that keeps us well together. So doing this, just doing this and listening to the Bible, and asking God to watch over me and to guide me and to give thanks is something that she would be really happy at because that's what she was hoping for, that I would find God and I would let Him help me and let Him lead my life. So that's where I'm at now. So just say a prayer. My name is Erica and I'm calling from San Francisco. God bless each and every one of you. Hello. Um... Brothers and sisters, the Daily Audio Bible uh, community. Um, this is Webster from Middle Tennessee. Um, 
yeah, I'm just feeling very, very discouraged. Um, the Daily Audio Bible is is one of the encouragements in my life, but uh, uh, this is after listening to it for a couple of years. This is my first time pressing on the on the <laughs> big red button at the top, but um, I just crying out to God here because I've been stuck in uh, not just an addiction, but in a mental mental cycle of. Uh, of sin and mental issues and all sorts of things uh, for the past uh, 13 years. And um, all, all the people in my church and around me and my family and everyone seems to have um, great faith. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I have trust issues or, or because of experiences in my past, but I'm a very logical person and I do not know how to have faith. And I've been begging to God for years uh, for, for faith in my walk with him and just some sort of relationship beyond just the logical aspect of, of Christianity. And um, I'm just feeling very alone, very deserted. I was just reading Job 10 to myself and uh, it felt very, very accurate. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe I'm over-dramatizing, but I've, I've been just stuck in this place for so long. And it seems that no matter what prayers I do, um, or what activities or events or retreats or whatever I, I've done um, that nothing's working and that I just don't seem to have a relationship with God. So just have prayer for that and uh, thank you very, very much. Hi, Dad family. This is Martita calling in from New York. I just want to take the time to say thank you to every single person who calls into this um, community either requesting prayer or answering prayer if you're being vulnerable enough to request prayer it helps the rest of us who are sitting here in agreement with you and who are sitting here feeling like we may be alone in what we are going through it really helps and those people who take the time to call in and say people's names and pray specifically for the needs and even if you don't remember the name but you hear you know, the passion in your voice that you're praying for that person, it means so, so much. Someone called in to say, you know, about the variety of voices and places that people call from. I love the accents. I love when you call and sing songs and say poems and just, it just feels like family. I listen to you guys every morning. I feel like I'm getting to know you and I am just so, so thankful. And the moms that call in like at their wits end, you are not alone. And if you, you're having anger, and I heard that prayer, and it, the request broke my heart, but people have been calling in. Just know that you are not alone. All the moms, the single moms, the single dads, the parents who are, have children that are astray or estranged, you're not alone. I'm one of them. Um, I appreciate all of you guys. Um, I look forward to hearing your voices, your prayer requests. Um, your um, your testimonies and I appreciate thank you Brian for being obedient to the Lord and giving us this community God bless you guys love from New York bye good morning dabbers this is Duncan Holmes the piano man in Fredericksburg Texas I have a couple of praises first of all the trip to Albany New York and the surrounding communities went very well I got home from all of that snow last Saturday evening, very late. And uh, then we got the cold, icy weather 
that had us in its grip for the last couple of days. I was two and a half days at least without seeing a human being because I was uh, iced in here and afraid to go out lest I slip and fall. So I was thankful that yesterday I was able to see somebody for the first time in nearly in over three days, uh, I would say now. Uh, but so I'm thankful for that. Now, let me pray a bit for Mike in New York City. Uh, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes, I pray that you would spur Mike on to get to walk with you again, to get back in your word, and uh, that also, Lord, you would direct him to a Bible-believing, warm, uh, Lord Jesus Christ-affirming church. There's surely got to be something in that great city. Lord, I just ask you to take to uh, take care of him and uh, Father to uh, nudge him on and the same with any of us Father who deal with having with with uh, who are uh, have so a tendency to slack off Father may we never slack off help us run the race and finish strong Jesus it's in your name Amen God bless you God be with you I'm glad to be home. Hey, this is Jerry calling from Duluth, Minnesota, where it's currently 22 below zero uh, with a 37 below wind chill factor. And it's invigorating. I just got done uh, with my morning workout and um, wanted to uh, call and say, uh, we're going to Florida, <laughs> uh, where it's going to be over 100 degree difference uh, today. And we're, uh, my sisters and I are taking my mom, who's uh, not doing well, uh, she has inoperable uh, congestive heart failure and it'll uh, most likely be her last uh, trip, but uh, all the brothers and sisters will be together and be with her. And uh, who knows, the Lord may take her while uh, we're in Florida, uh, but she's ready to go. She uh, uh, married to my dad for 63 years and he passed uh, uh, seven years ago now. And and um, so it's a bittersweet time. Um, I pray that uh, we'd be able to get her there. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, but uh, God has just seemed to work out everything. And uh, just pray for strength in the days to come. And I appreciate the prayers of so many of you that, that have called uh, for um, loved ones who are going through the valley of the shadow of death. May we fear no evil. For God is with us. Amen. God bless. Bye.